Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy, the conversation is starting now. How do you know if it's genuine spiritual communication or your imagination? What advice would you offer to someone who's hesitant or skeptical about the concept of mediumship and connecting with the afterlife? And are there any ethical guidelines or boundaries that mediums should follow when providing readings or connecting with spirits? And are there any specific practices or exercises that can help enhance one's ability to communicate with the spiritual realm? If these have sparked your curiosity, then you are in the right spot because today we are going in deep into the world of mediumship. And I am happy that you are here because as promised, I have a free gift to give to you because every podcast episode in the month of December, you are going to find a freebie in the show notes. And I decided since we are talking about mediumship today, that I would give you a little excerpt out of one of my courses, How to Be a Psychic Medium. And it includes the seven steps to connecting with spirit for mediumship. So I give you seven little steps that you can do to start connecting with those on the other side. Okay. So I break it down really easy for you. So if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me, but that little goodie is in the show notes. And then if you want to take it a little bit further and you really want to start opening up to your spiritual communication and seeing how your psychic abilities can really be enhanced and to help you with your life. Or if you want to start learning about mediumship because it's fascinating, because it's fun, because you know you could actually do it and then who knows maybe you could start bringing forth messages from you your people's you know spirits you know that are around you maybe your neighbor or maybe even your own past loved ones because i know one thing my mediumship has definitely helped me get closer to my own past loved ones and if that sounds like you and it sounds like your jam then you need to join the coffee and cards club because our development circle is going to be on december 10th okay and i will walk you through the whole entire step Nobody is left behind. And the Coffee and Cards Club is overgoing an incredible makeover. So you want to get in now. I'm just telling you, if you've been thinking about it, you want to get in now. But anywho, we are going to start off now with some of these great questions that were given to me. And I often get these in my DMs and things like that. So I encourage you to go ahead and just listen to all of them because it might be a question that you did even know you had or these could be questions with other people that are around you so as you grow spiritually they might start asking you these questions and here are some of the answers to those questions so that you actually have some feedback to give them and also because when you learn any type of skill it's really good to know that skill inside and out and this is really what's going to help you become that subject matter expert in the spiritual realm. So let's get started with question number one. And it says, how does one know if they have mediumship abilities? Are there signs or experiences that might indicate this? Okay, so how does someone know if they have mediumship abilities? The first thing is, and I know you know this, okay, but everybody has the ability to connect with the other side. So mediumship is talking to those who have passed on. And so everybody actually has that ability, but just like all the rest of the skills in life, like people who create art, people who are singers, people who are amazing dancers, people who have just the gift of gab and all these other things, mediumship is just like that even though everybody technically has that ability like i have the ability to go out and learn how to freaking sing you know there are some people who are just naturally gifted with mediumship 
And if you are a natural medium, then that really shows your life purpose. You're meant to do something with that. Just like if you had other skills, like maybe you are a great artist, then maybe part of your life purpose is going to be sharing that art. It doesn't mean you have to create a business and things like that, but maybe you just have to share it or maybe that's going to help you really connect. So our abilities and our talents will show us our life purpose. And that is one of the things that mediumship is. It is a skill, not really an ability, and it's really not a gift. However, the second part of this question says, are there any signs or experiences that might indicate this? And yes. So a lot of people that I know do not have a lot of these signs or experiences, and that includes myself. So I did not grow up connecting to spirits. I didn't grow up with talking to other people. I was freaking scared of ghosts. I didn't even sure if I believed in them, but then I would see things like on Unsolved Mysteries and I'm like, oh my God, ghosts are totally real. And then you would hear stories from other people and then you're like, is this real? Is this not real? Like you get scared of it, especially when you're subjected to that stuff as a kid. And so there was no signs or experiences whatsoever for me. But for some of those people that are naturally born that way, they are going to have some experiences, which is going to be dreams that are coming true from a young age, you know, when they lose their grandparent or their great grandparent when they're younger and then they see them in their bedroom and, or they knew that they were going to pass away before they actually did pass. So there's all those really cool experiences. And if that happened to you, then that really means that you are naturally born with a mediumship abilities. So that really tells you something that it is meant to be used in this life in some kind of way. It does not mean, like I said, just like the artist does not have to go out and create a business. doesn't mean you have to go into business with mediumship, but it does mean that it's part of your life purpose to understand it maybe, to not be afraid of it, to show other people how to do it, or just to relay one or two messages in your lifetime. That might be part of your life purpose, okay? But for me, the signs and experiences that I got were once I got older and I got really, really sick and things like that, and then the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me, and then that pushed me into my spiritual side. It pushed me into the spiritual realm because I had no other options. I was like, what is going on with me? What's going on with my body? And that's when I went to a medium for the first time. And no, I didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't sure if I really believed in mediums and things like that. And I think I was... 28 years old when this was happening, maybe 29 years old. And that's what opened up my life. And that is kind of an experience. So a lot of times with people who have been pushing away their gifts, like you probably, and also like myself, I didn't know I had gifts and I was pushing them away. What will happen is an experience will happen to them that will force them to go down their spiritual path and to find out about their abilities. A lot of these experiences are going to be like a death of a past loved one. <laughs> well, actually, you know, death of a loved one, which makes them a past loved one. So for me, it was my grandmother. But there's many other people who have had their grandmother's pass, you know, their mother's pass, people like that. And then it just pushes you into believing in something higher and bigger than yourself. So that is a big one. But a couple of signs too that spirit is kind of reaching out to you and you really need to maybe pay attention. That is if number one, you're listening to this podcast, okay? If you're listening to other spiritual podcasts, if all of a sudden they end up, you know, in your phone somehow, people are texting you, messaging you or emailing you about courses, classes, workshops, you're not sure how they got there. If you're seeing ads or all of of a sudden you're seeing things on social media that have to do with you know astrology numerology tarot runes those kinds of things these are signs that spirits trying to reach out to you but some of the more specific ones are going to be if you've heard your name called and nobody is there okay if you've had dreams that come true if all of a sudden you just know things if your intuition is like freaking bang on okay if you are scared of ghosts if you are seeing any kind of apparitions and things like that if you have stuff going on in your house. These are all signs and experiences that you are meant to dive into the spiritual world. There are people out there, and I know you know some of them, that have never, ever, 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 ever had any kind of these experiences or signs. So they don't believe in it because in this moment in time, it is not part of their life purpose to have that experience, but it is part of yours if you have those experiences. So I hope that satisfies that question. We'll go on to the next one, which is can mediums connect with any spirit or are they limited to certain types of spirits or energies? So now technically mediums should be able to connect with any spirit. So they should be able to connect with your past loved one, my past loved one. They should be able to connect with, you know, earthbound spirits, which is loved ones that didn't cross over to the other side. 
But the thing is, is that once you start learning about your abilities, you are going to learn what comes easier for you. So for me, connecting with people's past loved ones comes in way easier than connecting with any earthbound spirits. So those are spirits that have not crossed over. I swear to God, like, I don't know if I can, but I know it's the exact same way to connect with them as it is past loved ones. But for some reason I can't. And one of the reasons it can be is that I am vibrating at a very high level. And I've even had mediums tell me too, that I am vibrating so high that I cannot just you know, communicate with past loved ones, but angels and very high ascended masters and intergalactic guides and things like that. Because if you think about it, the other side is at a higher vibration. And then the higher quote, the levels go, then the higher the vibration is. So the higher your vibration has to be in order to communicate with them. Now, past loved ones who didn't cross over to the other side, like earthbound spirits, they're kind of on this bridge and it's not very high vibrating. In fact, some people state that it's actually a lower vibrating. And so there you, there you go. It's like, it's kind of hard to um, connect with something that's a lower vibrating when you're vibrating so high. But that's the way that I understand it and which makes sense to me. It's not something that I'm a subject matter expert on, but basically that is it. Like attracts like. So you are going to be attracting high vibrating things if you're a high vibrating person. But some people do have the gift of connecting with spirits who have not passed on. And I really want to give a shout out to the Rescue Mediums. Uh, the Rescue Mediums is a TV show and it is actually based in Canada and they don't allow it to be filmed here in the U.S. Kind of crazy, right? But you can get the full episode for free on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes, but I love them to pieces because they connect with spirits that are still here and then they help them cross over. But sometimes other past loved ones will be in the mix and those kinds of things. But yes, mediums can connect with any type of spirit, but just depending on the person, their life purpose, what they're naturally gifted at, they're going to be going towards one type of spirit than the other. I hope that makes sense. All right, we're going on to the next one, which is what are some common misconceptions about mediumship and how would you clarify or dispel them? Where to begin? My biggest pet peeve is mediumship is devil's work. Oh my God. Please say, uh, yeah. Are you saying, oh yeah, if you've heard that before? Have you heard that mediumship is devil's work? Because I am going to freak my freak out. Okay. I'm going to freak my freak out. If I hear that again, <laughs> I think that's just too much Hollywood. I think it's people seeing too much media uh, movies and people not knowing what in the world mediumship is. Okay. So first off, mediumship is not freaking devil's work. All right. It is not. The truth is, is that there are bad spirits out there and there are good spirits out there and there are spirits that have crossed over. There are spirits that have not crossed over. There is everything. Okay. There is a freaking cornucopia of freaking spirits. All right. And the thing is, is that when you do mediumship and if you do a Ouija board or anything like that, you need to protect yourself first. So you need to make sure that you are only connecting to 100% love and light, that you're only connecting to higher source energy, that you are only going to allow the past loved ones of the person that you are trying to connect with to come inside of your space. And when you say that you dictate that you are not going to allow anything negative, anything that is not what you are intending to connect with, to connect with you. And then you might say, Heather, well, how do you know if that's true? How do you know if that works? Right? Well, first off, we have free will and whatever we say goes. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is that when people go to church and they pray to God, how in the world do they know that they're praying to God? How do they know? It's because of the intention. So much stuff in our life is based around attention. The stronger your intention is, then the stronger it will be. So that's the first thing. It's not. And I know it's like, oh, I've heard this one before. I'm not sure if you have. Oh, that's not grandma you're connecting with. It's just pretending to be grandma, you know, um, and but it's really the devil. Okay, first off, no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I still think that that's like way too many TV shows that's going on there. Um, can spirits mimic past loved ones. Yes, they can. Okay. But you're going to be protecting yourself. You're going to look at those seven steps that I've outlined in the show notes and things like that. And so you're going to know number one, that you are protected. 
You are protected by God, source, energy, you know, God, universe, spirit, Gus is what I call it. And so they're not going to allow any of that to happen with you. The second thing too is you still have to go by the laws of this world. All right. And I know we've heard a lot about law of attraction and things like that, but law of attraction is actually one of the scientific laws that this earth is governed by. Okay. It's not just a woohoo metaphysical concept. Okay. And so it kind of goes with like two magnets and that are alike and they go together. Okay. So it's kind of like that. So you attract what you are. So if you are high vibrating, lower energies like oh my God, demons and things like that. Those are lower vibrating. You are not going to attract that. They're not attracted to you. So for instance, if a demon came into my house and was like following me around and trying to connect with me and stuff like that, like they wouldn't, they would be bored. They would be bored with me because I'm too high vibrating, number one, and I'm too like happy. I'm too positive. I don't have drama and I don't have, you know, addiction and violence and uh, I don't have all that stuff in my house. And that's kind of what they're attracted to because that's lower vibrating things. Now, if you are still kind of apprehensive and scared about the lower vibrating things and the demons and the bad stuff, okay, I know I was there too, 100%. But I promise you, there's nothing to be afraid of. But I will put a link in the show notes to the visual, so the actual video that I did on how to overcome your spiritual fears. Um, and that will help you out a lot. It'll give you a lot more information than I'm giving now and go a little bit more into the details about why there are some of these misconceptions and then how to overcome them and some things to know that will really make you feel a lot better, okay? Um, the other thing too about mediumship that I would just like to clarify too, is that now in today's age, we are doing mental mediumship. And what that is, is that we are speaking through telepathic senses to the spirit. The spirit is not overtaking my body. The spirit is not like coming into me and taking over and speaking through me and stuff like that. That is a different type of mediumship that we don't really practice a lot because it's very difficult to do. It takes a little bit more time. And a lot of times people like me, we don't want to be sharing our bodies with other spirits. So we talk telepathically and we blend our energies in together so that we can go ahead and get the best evidence, the best messages and the best insight from the other side. So that is what I would like to clarify with the world of mediumship. All right, let's go to the next one. Is it possible for spirits to communicate specific messages through a medium? How accurate can these messages be? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited this question was freaking asked. Okay, so first off, what we have to remember is that we are human and mediums are human. And when the spiritual world talks to us, it comes through our filter. So a lot of times spirits aren't able to get things through to us if we've never experienced that ourselves or if we don't know in the world they're talking about because we never experienced it. So like one thing for me is I'm not a big sports person. I'm not, I know it's crazy, but I'm not. I don't watch football, I don't watch basketball, I don't watch anything like that. So it's really rare for spirits to bring forth messages about sports to me because I'm not a sports person. But it does happen, and it has happened, and it's been awesome when they do bring it up. But the thing is, is that they're going to be using the things that you know about in order to communicate messages and evidence, you know, to their loved one that, that I am reading, right? And so the messages can be pretty accurate, but like I said, it's hard because I remember like one time I gave us an example. I'm not even sure if this actually happened or not, but I kept getting this visual of this spirit swinging something, you know, kept on swinging it, swinging it, swinging it. And I'm like, what in the world are you freaking swinging? But it wasn't very clear picture. And so I'm like, oh my God, were they an ax person? Because I do know my husband's uncle was an ax person. So I'm like, is he swinging at a freaking ax? Like, I don't know what's going on until finally I realized I'm like, wait a second. I think you're talking about golf. <laughs> he was swinging like a golf thing. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that was, you know? Because sometimes, like, I, 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 I've been exposed to golf. Like, I went putt-putt a couple times, you know? So that's the thing is they're going to use your stuff. Can they go ahead and put things into your mind that you have no idea about? Yes, and they have done that before too. 
like one time I was doing a house clearing and spirit was showing me these beads and it looked like a bracelet. And then they showed me, you know, the child putting them on their ankle. And I'm like, I don't even know. So I just showed her, I was like, Hey, this is what I'm getting. And I feel like whatever spirit is here, you know, if he puts that bracelet on, then the spirit won't be able to communicate with them and things like that would leave them alone. And because I feel like it's happening more than just in the house. Cause I feel like her child was very sensitive. And so she actually did the research and she told me, she was like, they're called ghost beads. And so a lot of times back in the day, they would put these beads on children and basically it worn off any kind of like spirits and those kinds of things. But I had no idea what it was. I'm like, oh, I think you need to get your child this bracelet. I felt like a freaking Looney Tune, but that's exactly what I was getting. So yes, they can, but it is going to be all about what the medium has went through. That's the reason why it's really good to learn about a whole bunch of things in life too, if you want to become a medium, because then your mental Rolodex just gets really, really big. And the library and the plethora of things that spirit can bring through because you know a little bit about that. Now, there's also one more thing that I want to bring up with this, and that is when you have a specific sign for a, a past loved one. When you're like, oh, all you have to do is show me like a red camel, or all you have to do is show me this and that. Sometimes that doesn't work out. And the reason being is number one, it's going through the medium's, you know, mind. It's going through her filter or his filter. And so they might be filtering it out. They might be too scared to say it. Um, the It just might not be that great communication. It might not be that great of a connection sometimes. And then think about this too. Mediums too are scared about being wrong sometimes, okay? We try to get past this and we know it's not about ourselves, but sometimes we think that we're crazy. So your past loved one may be screaming it at us and we might be picking it up if we're, you you know, we should say it. We should 100% say it if we get it. But sometimes we're apprehensive. I know for me, I will always say what I get, but sometimes I forget because there's so much information coming through. And I know how important it is to you, but I have to just keep on going with what spirit is giving me. And the other thing too about the specific signs is that a lot of times it's going to mean more if you see the sign yourself. So just like a lot of people want to learn all about like their spirit guides and their spirit guides name and things like that. But it's like sometimes it's so much better to have that personal communication with them because it makes it a little bit more real, makes it a little bit more tangible. So what I would say, if you have like a sign from a past loved one, instead of bringing it to a medium to see if she will get it or he will get it, then I would say, see if you can get it without the medium, see if it will come through, you know, so whatever it is, like I know this one person has a sign for her dad, which is money and like a wallet and things like that. So seeing like what she could get, you know, within the 24 hours or maybe 48 hours, maybe she will see a wallet with her dad's name engraved on it, you know, those kinds of things, because, you know, I'm really into business of running myself out of business, right? As a psychic, because I really want other people to learn to do everything for themselves because they don't have to rely on me because I know what it was like connecting to my grandmother for the first time with that medium. And I will never forget it. I did not want to leave him. Because I was like, if I leave you, I'm leaving my grandma and I don't want to do that. I just want to stay here. I wanted to move in with the man, okay? Because I just I just felt like he was more connected to my grandmother than, than me. But that is not the case. That is not the case 100%. My grandmother did not stay with him. My grandmother was coming back with me, but I didn't know it at the time. And the same thing with you. If you come to a reading with me, they're not hanging around me. They're going back with you. I am just like their telephone <laughs> that they're using to communicate with, okay? So let's move on to the next one. So it says, are there any risks or precautions one should consider before attempting to make contact with the spiritual world? So anytime that you just open yourself up, okay, like the Ouija board kind of situation, you know, then you can be connecting to anything and anything, anything and everything. So you need to think about that. So that's why you need to do the prayer protection. Okay, do the prayer protection to make sure that you're only connecting with higher source love energy. All right. The other things I just have to tell you, it's not, it's not going to happen. Like the bad things, like I don't, don't let the bad things in the spiritual realm stop you from going. That's what my number one fear was. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to connect to spirit because, oh my God, I'm so fearful of it. I don't know where our society has gotten this from. It's so, I swear to God, now it's actually become annoying. You know, you're not annoying me, but I just mean like when I see it plastered all over media and then I have some skeptics coming to me and then they're just like, well, I don't even know what they're doing. They're like 
quoting freaking horror movies and I am like okay maybe you should think about this a little bit more okay so anyways definitely do the prayer of protection know that bad things exist but you're gonna be fine I, I can just about 100% promise you okay and then of course if you are experiencing things in your house and things like that I would definitely get a professional out there um, because sometimes instigating it or going ahead and doing house blessings and house clearings and things like that just work with the professional a little bit too because sometimes it could aggravate the spirits that are there um, and it also might not even be your house it might be like a person who has an attachment that's in inside of your house so if you're having some really weird crap happening and by the way your past loved ones are not going to scare the shit out of you okay they are going to try to communicate with you but in a nice way and not scaring the freaking crap out of you all right so just kind of think about it that way so if you have flickering lights that's not really scaring the crap out of you that's just like a subtle thing that they're trying to do to be able to get your attention having coins come out of nowhere going ahead and you know hearing like a, a sound of a leash you know or a collar that could be your dog right it's like little things like that is how your spirits are going to communicate with you that love you from the other side all right let's go on to the next one it says can a medium connect with deceased loved ones on demand or does it depend on various factors and so here's one thing is I always say and if you book a reading with me I will have it laid out for you I cannot guarantee that I will connect with a specific past loved one and how it goes is basically I open myself up to the spiritual world and I allow your past loved ones to come through. It's kind of like phoning home, okay? Like ET, phone home, that kind of situation. But I don't know who's going to answer the phone. So I trust in the spiritual world that they will bring forth the person or persons that you need to hear from the most, okay, at this time. And the person you might need to hear from might be different than you think because you're thinking of one person and that's all you're thinking about. But then somebody else comes forward, but they come forward because technically you need what they got in that moment of time. It's so crazy. Now, I've probably done thousands and thousands of readings and only one time did the person not show up. And about, I don't know, maybe about five other people did for this woman. And I could not get the one that she wanted to connect with. I believe it was her mother. And her mother would come through. But I was getting that she needed to talk to the other people first before her mom would come through. And a lot of people, too, will come forward that you need to forgive or they're asking for forgiveness as well. So sometimes it might be somebody that you never even thought of. Like my ex who wanted to kill me and he was my stalker and all these other things when he first came through like I was mad like I didn't want to talk to him like what in the world and now he wants to like help me and it took me like a good week to wrap my head around it to be like oh yeah you know what you do owe me you do owe me so I'm gonna put you to work okay and I'm gonna ask you to do this for me and that for me and that for me from the other side like yeah you're gonna you're gonna do it for me and I tell you what it's been years since um, he came in um, through a reading that I had actually two readings that I had very very clearly and our relationship now has gotten better with him being on the other side is that not crazy that you can actually get closer to those people who have passed away after they have already gone I just think it's so incredibly fascinating how it works. All right, let's see what the next question is. What role does intention or mindset play in establishing a connection with spirits or spiritual realm? Bam, already talked about it. Intention is 100% everything. And mindset plays the biggest role in all of it. That is the reason why that you cannot hear people stop talking about mediumship you hear all the freaking time is because your past loved ones are downloading thoughts into your mind they are going ahead and giving you impressions and things like that but we are so busy that they cannot get a word in edgewise in our mind and that we're not paying enough attention to our body we're just kind of coasting sometimes we're on autopilot and things like that and we're not noticing these subtle shifts like for example you know one of the ways that you're past loved ones often show you that they're around is that they try to touch you and when they touch you it kind of feels a little bit like um, you have a hair in your face and you can't get it off you know that's kind of what it feels like but how many times do you just like sit there and wipe your your head you know to get the hair out of it out of the way you start thinking like okay did I run into a spider web because that's kind of like how it feels like but then you just discount it you just don't even care you're like okay I don't even know what that is I'm just going to you know push it off to the side and keep going but that is your past loved one 
someone probably reaching out to you, you know, but it's just that you are stuck in your mind, you're stuck in your ways or whatever you're doing that you're not really paying attention to like, okay, why am I feeling this? Like, this is freaking weird. There's no spider webs here while I'm sitting on my couch. Like there is no hair like in my face. So why am I feeling this? So think about that one as we go on to the next one. So how do you differentiate between genuine spiritual connection and imagination? This is the golden question, okay? I get this question so much. So let's just go with two things. First off, your higher source voice versus your imagination slash ego voice, okay? So first off, your higher voice is going to be usually more subtle. It's going to be a little bit more faint. It's not going to make excuses. It's not going to try to get your intention. It's just going to be there like a little nagging feeling that you have in the in the back of your mind. Your imagination slash ego is going to like go off on a roller coaster, okay? It's going to give you lots and lots and lots of detail. It's going to give it to you, like it's going to make excuses up. It's going to plead its case. It's going to be like, yeah, and that's the reason why that it's this because of that and blah, 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 blah. And it's just going to get, it's going to wrap the whole entire story around it. It's going to be very, very loud usually. It's just going to be like a nuisance in a way. But I do have to say that your higher source voice often very, very often feels like your imagination and like you're making it up. But the thing is, is that the more that you practice it, the stronger that it will get. And then you're going to be able to differentiate these two voices inside of your head much more clearly, but you have to practice it because you have to figure out which voice is which. And then once you realize this and you keep on practicing a little bit more, that voice is going to get louder. That muscle, that imagination muscle, that intuitive muscle is going to get stronger. And then that one's going to become the louder one. And the other one's just going to be like falling apart, falling away. And I always say before I have my readings too, if spirit can go ahead and take away my ego, So your ego is there to protect you. Your ego is there to make excuses. Your ego is there to like, I don't know, be your freaking like bodyguard of the mind. Okay. It's not a bad thing at all. It's there to protect you. If we didn't have our ego, like we would freaking die because our ego stops us from doing stupid stuff. Okay. So we need our ego. But I always ask spirit to take away my ego while I'm doing my readings. And so when I say that, and I say too, that everything that comes into my mind, any single kind of impression, everything else like that, I am going to take a spirit communication. And so when I do my readings, I know and I trust that everything that comes forward is some kind of spiritual message. Now, sometimes symbolic, sometimes it's literal, sometimes I have to translate it, sometimes I don't, but 100% that is what I do. But that is how you differentiate between those two. Okay, the next one is, what advice would you offer to someone who's hesitant or skeptical about the concept of mediumship and connecting with the afterlife? That is their path. I do not worry anymore about skeptics 100%. They do their, they do you, I do me, okay? It's not my job and it's not your job either to go around convincing everybody that mediumship is real and the afterlife is real and things like that. Like you can't make anybody think anything different. They have their life path. And here's the thing, we were all set down here to have unique experiences. So it might be a part of their life experience to never ever believe in mediumship and never ever ever have any kind of, you know, experiences with it. So they have their own side of the street. You have yours. You go ahead and do you. You don't worry about them. If you are a reader and you are wanting to do readings for people, but you're worried about the skeptics, don't even worry, okay? Because most skeptics are not going to come to you, okay? And you are not going to be attracting skeptics. And you can even tell spirit too, hey, don't bring any skeptics my way because I'm already too scared and I can't handle it, okay? Do that. I did that in the beginning too because I was like, if you send me someone who is like a total skeptic and everything else, like I'm just going to quit because I'm way too scared. You know, I'm trying my best here. Here's the thing. When you get a good psychic medium, then what happens is they care and they love so much 
much that spiritual communication that they really want to make sure that they do a good job in going ahead and translating the messages from the other side. And a lot of us are very critical and hard on ourselves because we're like, oh man, I should have gotten that. Oh man, I knew that they were saying that. Remember, you know, readers, psychics, clairvoyants, everything we want to call them. We are all just human too. And we want to do our best to bring forth like the evidence and things like that to the person that we are reading. But now someone who is hesitant, I would just say, hey, learn a little bit about it. Go to some of those mediumship gallery readings, going ahead and looking at some of those YouTube videos, those kinds of things, asking for your own past loved one to bring you signs. But just learning about it, I think, is going to be the best thing. And then I wouldn't worry about the skeptics. Like, look at my own husband, who was pretty damn skeptical and now he's my biggest fan and he's one of the biggest believers of the other side because when you shine your light you give permission to others to do the same so all you have to do is follow your path and what makes you happy and then it will follow with other people if it is meant to and i'm seeing that playing out in my life with my family with my friends like i said even my own husband and things like that even my own son is getting to be a little bit more of a believer now and i think it has to do with when i went over his house like a couple months ago and it was so funny because his cat was right there and i know he had a couple cats i can't keep up with how many cats this kid has right and i remember i looked down at this cat and i was like wow i was like this cat has his girlfriend's energy I was like, this cat has your girlfriend's energy. Like, it's just like her. And I just looked down and I said that. And he was like, are you serious? He was like, because that's her cat. That's her cat. That's not my cat. My cat's over here. And I'm like, okay, you guys have different cats. Like, I, I don't even understand this at the point. But I went ahead and I um, went over to his cat. And his cat had his energy. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. But I think that because I took him by surprise and I said that, it kind of just, like, sparked something in him. Like, oh, my God, that's really, really cool. And there's been little things like that. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's a complete skeptic. He's opening up more and more. But that's all you do is you do you and they will follow if they're meant to. All right, let's go on to the next one, which is, are there any ethical guidelines or boundaries that mediums should follow when providing readings or connecting with spirits? Yes, 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 yes. So we already talked about the spiritual boundaries, right? We got that one set, all right? Now, here's another one when doing readings. A lot of mediums will say to the sitter, do you want to know everything? Because it can get really personal. I swear to God, like readings are kind of like a therapy session on steroids. I feel like I'm spiritually vomiting all over people sometimes. And so a lot of times psychics will ask, hey, do you want to know everything? I do not ask that. I do not ask that because I trust in the spiritual world to bring forth the messages that you need. And I hate to say this, but when you hire me for a reading, I don't work for you. <laughs> I work for spirit. And so I'm like, okay, if they allow something to come forward, then I 100% know that it is meant to come through. But here's the thing is with some of these ethical guidelines come in, I am not going to share that with anybody. It's almost like a promise that the clergy makes. Like when you, you know, was it confess your sins and stuff like that? Like it's the exact same kind of thing. And I'm not going to go off and tell everybody what happened in your reading. And I might share some parts of readings with people, but I'm never going to make it to where someone could find out that it's you. I'm never going to say any kind of names or personal identifiable information. I'm never going to go ahead and post anything that has your face on it, that has your name on it or your voice on it without your explicit permission. So I'm also not going to send the replay to anybody else but you, um, all those kinds of things. So the privacy is 100% there. That is an ethical guideline that no psychic medium should ever cross ever you are not going to say the names anything that's going to let anybody know about what's going on in their life with their readings those kinds of things whatsoever and also the same thing with the spiritual world i am not going to like <laughs> i'm not going to share any of their business either um but a lot of times i do share a lot of their business but i'm not saying their names or who they belong to and those kinds of things but yeah there are some secrets that i've kept with spirits you know where i have not said anything to um the person um i actually have one of my own family members um that had passed away that told me a secret and the only person I ever said anything to was my mom because he said that my mom could know. And then when I told my mom it, my mom was like, yep, that's true. And me and her and him 
who now they're both passed are the only people who know about this secret and i have not said to anybody at all not even my own husband he doesn't even know it so I thought that was pretty interesting. So yes, ethical guidelines, 100%. Boundaries, yes. And here's another ethical guideline too, is I am never, ever, ever going to say something that is untrue. I'm never going to give you lip service. I'm not going to say something just because you want, you know, to hear it. And a lot of those psychic hotlines do that because they just want to make you happy. They just want to tell you what you want. And how do I know this? Because guess what? I was obsessed with mediumship and I've taken a hundred zillion workshops on a hundred zillion different kinds of mediumship topics. Okay. I am certified by James Van Prague. I am certified by the holistic arts. I'm, I'm a Gabby Bernstein, you know, spirit junkie, you know, alumni. I am a lot of things. And I even went and got uh, what is it called? I got trained in the psychic hotlines and they told me to do that. They said, just make something up. And I am like, OMG, WTF, like that is freaking crazy. So just be wary when you reach out to them. Okay. So let's see what the next question is. Are there specific practices or exercises that can help enhance one's ability to communicate with spirits? Yes, 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 yes. So one of the big ones too that has been coming up a lot lately that I want to tell you about is your vessel, your body, okay? You have to make sure that your body is a good conduit for spirit, okay? Making sure that you're eating clean or cleaner, okay? Because certain red dyes, certain processed foods and things like that, they can mess up your body to where it could be harder to hear your intuition. It might mess up your communication with the spiritual realm. You know, it might cause you anxiety. It might cause you all different kinds of things that you don't even realize, you know, it could be happening at a subconscious level. So that is the number one thing is making sure that your body is good to go. The second thing is, is paying attention to your body. A lot of people are empaths and clairsentient, which is clear feeling. And what that is saying is that spirits, you could feel them. So you can feel the spirits, but so oftentimes that we are on autopilot, we don't pay attention. So we need to be more in the moment and we need to pay more attention to our body. All right. And now for specific practices, you know, I am putting that download on how to do mediumship in seven steps. That will be a great freaking practice to try and help to help you get, you know, a foot forward and all of this. Also asking for signs, talking back to the signs is going to be really big. So you're going to say, hey, mom, grandpa, whoever on the other side, be like, hey, can you show me a number that, you know, will be your sign for me? And then all of a sudden you see their birthday, you see their birthday, you're like, awesome, thank you. Okay, you showed me your birthday. And and so now talk to them. What else do you want to know? Hey, is everything going to be okay with so-and-so? And then wait, I usually give them about 48 hours. It used to be about three days, but now I'm noticing they're really able to get it in in, in two days. But give them two to three days to bring you back the, um, the message. And a lot of times too, you're just going to know that it's actually the message from them. You're just going to have like this inner knowing and those kinds of things. All right, so it says here is the next one is, what advice do you have for individuals who are trying to develop their own psychic abilities but feel stuck or uncertain about their progress, okay? So don't judge it. Don't judge your own psychic abilities. Don't judge it. Don't compare yourself to other people. I love this quote. It's like, don't compare your chapter one or your chapter two to somebody's chapter 55, okay? I do that too. Like I, I go ahead and I compare myself to some of the most famous psychic mediums that have been doing this since long than I've been freaking alive okay and so don't do that to yourself okay but if you feel stuck see if there's any fear like do you have any fear like what's going on there like do you have any fear about your abilities do you have any fear that's going on in your personal life because a lot of times that's what could keep us stuck okay also are you listening to other people are you letting their words become your own words letting their thoughts become your thoughts so that's a big thing and if you're uncertain about your progress, then it's kind of like, do you have a mentor? Do you have someone that you could talk to? Do you have somebody that you could reach out to? Do you have a spiritual team? Spiritual community is huge when doing these kinds of things, okay? Because you need somebody who thinks and acts just like you. And almost all of us were born into families and, you know, that do not like this kind of thing. Because God puts us where light is needed, not where light is. And you're the light. And so you need to be around other lights, right? Other light workers. And so if you are really just feeling stuck, number one, if you had abilities and now you don't, don't worry, they're still there. You just got busy, that's all. And I will tell you one thing is that 
meditation is going to be your fast track to getting them back. All right. And then let's say you're practicing psychic abilities and it's not really working. Try something else, you know, in the spiritual realm see if something else would get the motivation going or, you know, almost like get the kickstart to, you know, getting them back. And that could be learning more about mediumship, trying cards, tarot cards, oracle cards, trying a different divination tool, like going ahead and trying pendulums. If that's not working, maybe you need to go more into the astrology just for a little while and see how it goes to kind of, you know, give yourself a little kickstart. All right, let's go on to the next one. Can anyone develop mediumship abilities or is it just a few people possess this ability we kind of already talked about it everybody does you do you do you do i'm like oh oprah over here you have abilities you have abilities you have abilities and so yes that is a good question but yep you have it you just gotta learn how to use it all right how do you protect yourself energetically when connecting with the spiritual realm to avoid negative energies or influences i already talked about this i will put the link in the show notes to how to overcome your spiritual fears okay and by the way there was like this girl um that was having a thing saying that sage you know was used to go ahead and warn off negative energies and stuff like that and they were laughing about it because they were like yeah how stupid are metaphysical people thinking that demons and things like that are scared of sage okay Freaking demons are not scared of sage, right? They did not understand the freaking concept of what was happening. What was happening is that sage, when you burn it and when you smudge it, that smoke there, it changes the eons in the atmosphere. And I swear to God, it's like this freaking thing with um, science, but it actually changes those eons into higher vibrating eons. It actually kind of cleanses the air. So that's what you're freaking doing. And so demons and things like that, remember, their energy attracts you know they like other energy that's the same low vibrating as theirs so when you clean your space and when you're cleaning the eons in the air it's kind of like it's a repellent a little bit because they don't like that they like the opposite of that so that's a reason why that freaking sage and stuff like that works which i would just be you know you can go ahead and use sage and things like that but sage was actually used to connect with you know ancestors and things like that so sometimes they can actually bring more spirits into your space sometimes all right let's see our next question all right do you have any tips for someone who wants to communicate with a specific past loved one Ooh. okay so first off assign them a number assign them some kind of sign that's the first thing you're going to do this is not even mental mediumship this is just looking at your external world and seeing how they still give you signs so for example my grandmother is number 83 i gave her that number now when i see it bam grandma thank you i talk back and forth to her and i told you the story but i'll tell you it again i saw number 83 and a freaking license plate and then i'm like grandma that's awesome that you're with mom because my mom was sick at the time but i'm like i really want to know if mom is going to make it or not so see what i did i went ahead and i asked grandma a question after i seen her number it's not just like okay i just got that number and that's it and i called it a day no i freaking talked back to my grandmother and i'm like can you give me a sign if mom is going to make it or not and then i seriously got off the highway and ended up at a red light with a funeral progression going through and in that moment I knew that my mom was not going to make it and no my mom did not make it but and that's what I want to say that's what I do all the time so anytime that I see those signs from my past loved ones then I talk back to them and believe me it has given me so many cool stories and everything else like that and so you need to try that and whoever else who asked this question but that is a number one thing that you can do to communicate with your loved one who had passed away okay how do mediums receive and interpret messages from spirits is it through visions auditory signals or other sensations well we try to use all of our senses to be able to get the most amount of messages to come through so what we're seeing hearing tasting feeling all that stuff and it's also clear um clear cognizance which is clear knowing so just thoughts and things like that that just get downloaded into us so certain um psychics and mediums are going to work in certain different ways uh when someone says they're clairvoyant that means clear seeing but believe me they're looking at they're getting other things than just seeing okay they're going to be hearing other things they're going to be feeling things and stuff like that it's just that I don't know why, but that Claire just took off on steroids and now it's like, oh, I'm clairvoyant. Yeah, you are clairvoyant, but you're probably also claircognizance, clairaudient, clairsentient. You're probably all those things. And I swear to God, if I go to a reading with a clairvoyant and she says, oh, well, I feel this. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope. You said I feel. I feel is clairsentient, not clairvoyant. Clairvoyant 
it's clear seeing so on on that person <laughs> so yeah each medium is going to be different but we do try to use all of our senses that are visions and also hearing things outside of our head and also inside of our mind and all the different kinds of sensations in between all right the next question is can a person unknowingly block their own ability to connect to the spiritual realm and if so how can they overcome this yes they can and sometimes it actually comes from deep inside of the childhood where they might have had some kind of experience or their family has had some kind of experience and then they didn't like it and those kinds of things so sometimes it's a subconscious you know experience has happened or it can actually be past lives as well is a reason why that like they're fearful and those kinds of things because a lot of times our past lives do actually intercept into this world and sometimes we were sent down here too to try and overcome some of those fears and so going ahead and watching a lot of those horror movies like we talked about those are also going to just keep on instilling in the fear of it like because man i swear if i would have watched some of those movies like i don't know if i ever would have opened up to my mediumship abilities but it's going ahead and trying to figure out where that fear has come from if you cannot figure out where that fear has come from then you have to give yourself a lot of love it's literally send yourself love like literally send it to it try to dissolve that fear block meditate journal go into hypnosis try all these things to try and figure out where it's coming from if not then send it love and then learn about it because a lot of times people are fearful of something that they're not familiar with that they are fearful over something that they don't understand and so a lot of times like people are afraid of everything from like guns and they're afraid of spiders and they're afraid of heights like for me i'm afraid to go up and down um like what's it called like those big hills on a bmx bike you know ramps like i'm really scared of that but then once i start doing them i'm like oh i'm not scared of it anymore and so i have to tell you though fear is telling us something if you're fearful of something then that means that is the way to go isn't that an insane concept so if you are scared of something that's telling you like that is like your big flashing light to go there I thought that was so nuts, but it really is true. So whatever you're scared of, that's kind of like what you need to be doing. So something that's coming up to me right now is like people who are afraid of being alone. Oh my gosh, but that's exactly what you need to do. You need to be alone then. And you need to learn more about yourself, your likes, your dislikes, all those kinds of things. So if you are scared of the spiritual realm and you feel like you have like a fear blocking you, maybe you're not scared anymore. But then what you have to do is learn more about it. And then that's just going to catapult your abilities. It's going to catapult, you know, your knowledge learning and things like that. And it's going to melt away the fear. And so if anybody is blocked, then usually it is always fear-based. And then trying to figure out where it comes from is number one. And then number two, if not, learn about it. Learn, 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 learn. I was scared too. And then I just kept on learning and I took all these workshops and I read all these books and things like that. And that's when I finally realized I'm like, there is literally nothing to be afraid of in the spiritual realm. There really isn't. Um, and in case you don't know, like we are the rulers here of this realm. And so what we say goes. So what you say goes. <laughs> all right. So I think that is all of the questions that I had today. If you have any more, then of course, you can always reach out to me at heatherdaniellemedium at gmail.com. You can always send me a message on social media. I'm more in my DMs on Instagram. So at spiritual underscore Heather Danielle. The link is also in the show notes for that. Um, but of course, you can always reach out to me on Facebook too. Now, don't forget that you have the seven steps on how to connect, you know, mediumship wise in the show notes. And also you are invited to our development circle. So if you want to go ahead and see if you are good at mediumship, then you can join us on December 10th. We would love, love, love to have you. I will walk you through every step of the way. And that is part of the coffee and cards club, which is still only $27 to join. And you get two circles in the month of December. We're going to have an amazing Christmas party. And then there's so much more. You get the Oracle 101 course for free. You can cancel at any time so you don't have to worry. And then me and the Coffee and Cards Club peeps are always there for you. So I hope to see you in the club. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.